Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Stefan Diggs deal is done, so why did it happen now? And how does it impact the next big move by Brandon Bean? Plus, what would it take for the team to trade up at the draft or trade back? And it's time for our scalding hot takes. Sure to happen before the start of the season. That's coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Plus channel. We have the Buffalo Plus Podcast presented by Connors and Ferris. Before we get started talking about the Stefan Diggs deal, please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe to Buffalo Plus. All right, Mike Catalana, Dan Fates, I am Jenna Cottrell. We're talking this Stefan Diggs new deal $104 million, four-year type of thing. Stefan Diggs, the star, he's happy. He's staying in Buffalo, Mike. What's your take? Well, they had to do this, right? They had to get it done. And it was no guarantee in this way. Who would have thought at the beginning of this offseason that the Chiefs would part ways with Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams would leave Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, right? It can happen. Money gets in the way. Diggs had hinted enough. He wanted a deal, but it was a smart deal also for Bean. You know what Josh Allen thinks about this, right? Mm -hmm. Schefter, somebody tweeted out that could they trade Diggs, and he just wrote no. And then when the deal happened today, he just wrote yes. (laughs) He needs him. The Bills need Diggs. Diggs, I say needs the Bills, wants to be with the Bills. Mm -hmm. It needed to get done. It should have gotten done. It fits a lot of what they want, and it is a relief, I would say, for Bills fans and certainly for the quarterback that it gets done now. You guys want to say, like, Dan, you were right? You, do we want to Do we want to take that moment? We gave Mike his flowers. Can I get mine? Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't... What? I, mean, I, I think Mike's, yeah, Mike's was way more of like a breaking <laughs> <news> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? So you're telling me Mike breaking a billion-dollar stadium news isn't as good as me standing on a soapbox screaming to get Stefan Diggs a new deal? Like, you want to spend... Terry and Kim Pagula's money more than anybody. Like, <laughs> more than you got to get Josh Allen done now. You got to get Trey White done now. Got to get Stephon <laughs> Diggs done now. How about well, the new deals for Catalana, Fates, and uh, Cottrell? How about yeah, those deals? Yeah, get those I want done. all of them done. Well, it's funny because I after this deal breaks, and it's obviously it's uh, Wednesday afternoon we're recording this, um, the graphic comes up, you know, somebody tweets, who's next? And it's like DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin and, and some of these guys. And I'm sitting there like, Man, is it nice not to see Stefan Diggs being there? Because what I said, like, Diggs doesn't get the big time as big of a contract as Tyreek yeah. or Adams, but he gets more guaranteed money. It lowers his cap hit this year and next year, which helps um, with what the Bills needed to do. And like I said, it just makes sense. And I know, like I said, Bills fans are extremely happy as they should be. And I'm not going to be one to pour cold water on their parade, but like, 
you also have to understand that this is what good teams do. And I know it's weird, but like this is what they do. This The Bills are now a well-run organization, a well-run franchise, and this is how it gets done. I had a friend text me today and go, the Bills are going all in, huh? This deal doesn't scream all in to me. This deal screams, this is what a team needs to do mm-hmm. to be successful. You, you, you re-sign players that have earned it, that fit your culture, and that makes sense. And Diggs checks all of those boxes. And that's what I said, was that getting a deal done, Brandon Bean's gotten a lot of deals done, guys, with whether it was um, Josh Allen, whether it was, what was the other one? Deion Dawkins. Like some of these deals, Trey, Trey White. White. He, he's gotten all these deals done pretty much drama-free and pretty much before the deadline where this really became this like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And again, yeah. this is two years before, Jenna, his contract was up. But yeah. this is the world we live in now. I was just the, NFL. Say, the NFL has just changed so much. And I think this is just another testament to that. But it's so true. I mean, this is what a responsible GM does. A guy who outplayed his contract, who deserves that type of money, who bought into Buffalo, who's a team captain, who's helped been a part of changing the national narrative in terms of the bills and what they can do. You pay that guy. And that's what he did. And look, it helps out this year in terms of the cap hit, things like that. So it's mutually beneficial, obviously. But at the same point, you want to keep your guys happy. It sends a message, too, in that locker room that if you play well, you are going to get paid if you want to stay in Buffalo. Yeah, All these things make sense to me. It makes sense in what has been done. And yeah. I know Bills fans are very excited. Of course they should be. Stephon Diggs is a star, and he's coming back to Buffalo. And you have another star on that roster. I think of training camp this upcoming summer yeah. with all – Von Miller, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs walking into Pittsburgh. Like that's going to be really cool for a lot of Bills fans and for them to show up on in, on the field. And that being said, though, I don't know, Mike, if that changes the Bills approach in the draft because I still expect them to want to keep their fastball and keep adding talented receivers. Yeah, there's a lot of things, positions we can look at that way. Um Wide receiver is one of them. You can get a lot of guys on the field at the same time. And I want to talk about that a bit later, too, Mm -hmm. on why certain positions you can add players who can contribute right away and other positions it doesn't work as well. And they have to wait their turn. But in terms of the digs deal, it's funny that Dan mentioned those guys, talented guys. Let Terry McLaurin is a super talented player who has played with nobody at quarterback in Washington. And you start looking at that and say, the different dynamics of these wide receiver deals, like Tyreek Hill had won a Super Bowl in Kansas City, got them to a couple more, and was great for them, but they got a pretty good haul in return. Yeah. Now, we all look at it and go, man, without Tyreek Hill, they're a different offense, but they have Mahomes. Can they make it work? And then you look at the Green Bay one is the stunning one just because Adams was so tied to Rodgers, and Rodgers mm-hmm. needs that help I guess he hasn't gotten there again to get over the top. I'm thinking in terms of when you have the quarterback and you have the wide receiver, the importance of keeping them together. Like if I'm Washington and I'm Seattle, I might be looking to move those guys. And I know that sounds bad, but you don't have the quarterback yet. And it's hard for a wide receiver to elevate bad quarterbacks. The deal with Diggs and Allen is you guys see it all the time. Fans Mm -hmm. see it. They are so tied together. To get this deal done now is smart. He's mm-hmm. still absolutely in his prime. He's a phenomenal route runner, keeps himself in shape, does everything for the team. Dan's point about not being all in, you're right, because think of the opposite. And I don't care really what you got in draft capital. You couldn't move on from Stefan Diggs. No, I agree. And there was and on the last podcast, um, 
can't remember who it was. They said a lot of nice things about me in the comment section. So I really appreciate it about how smart my takes were. Is and that, that your burner? How, I don't know. It wasn't my burner. Trust me. It was the opposite. Um, might have been my arch enemy, but just saying that I, uh, the, the fact of, I had just brought up the fact, like I said, that you need to get digs done before it, it dragged on. And like I said, for all the people, so many people in the comments said digs isn't going anywhere. Digs isn't going anywhere. And we all laugh. And I was reading them going like, Chiefs fans didn't think yeah. Tyree Kill was going no, anywhere. Yeah. Okay, so like, let's not act like this. And then, you know, to Mike's point when he said, well, there's two years left on the deal. Like, you don't need to get anything done, which which is true. Yeah. But that that is almost like five years ago, NFL. And I mean that in the sense of the player movement, the player empowerment is different than it's ever been. Yeah. And so that is why this, like, for Brandon Bean to stick with the times and knowing – what the landscape is and how things are changing. We've never seen quarterbacks get moved around like this before. We've never seen guaranteed money like we've ever seen before. Like this is changing. So for, for GMs to kind of be going with the pace, I, I think Brandon Bean is, is, should be commended for that. And on top of it, guys, we have to address the fact that Doug Whaley chimed in and gets dunked on within 48 hours. It yeah. is just, just – okay. Jeff's I, I'm also I'm not gonna kill Whaley as much yeah. as some other no, people. No, but it's just really funny. He's asked his opinion on it. It it is a different <laughs> NFL now when yeah. you see it that way. And you know, Doug Whaley had Doug Whaley's issue when he was the Bills GM wasn't necessarily talent evaluation. He found pretty good players most of the time. He just had a struggle figuring out value, figuring out, you know, like two number ones to move up to get Sammy Watkins like that. That's yeah. just not smart in this day and age in the NFL. It's like Dave Gettleman drafting a running back second. Like, yeah, that's the problem. Of course, those guys are talented, but that's not the problem. But, you know, it's an easy shot. You know, could have traded digs for like two third round picks and been like, see, like we, at least we didn't have to pay him. <laughs> We didn't have to well, give him that deal. But oh. to go back to my point, when you did not have the quarterback, it's it's hard to pay a wide receiver yeah. when there's value 100%. out there and there's so many in the draft. So where it just, hey, look, you know, it's like Diggs is great, but, you know, Minnesota made their pick and they're very happy with their guy who's yeah. going to get, you know, signed for a billion dollars when his deal is ready to go too. So, you know, it's and, all and part of it. It is funny though, the the back to back of like what Whaley said and then Brandon Bean being like, Oh, we have the money. Like we got yeah. it done. Oh, I by the it. way, I'm not the guy that says the salary cap is a fraud, but how many times have I said to you, what do they say? If you want <laughs> a guy that, is, that would be Dan. <laughs> you make it work. If you want a guy, you make yes. it work. If you yeah. don't, you move on. There are times it becomes part Challenging. of the evaluation. Yeah. But look what they did. It's like you know, it's like everybody might, you know, you got a little money socked away somewhere and you just don't tell anybody, you know, maybe don't tell anybody. And then when you need it, you go, oh, I had this over here. It's like Brandon Bean, like you said, Dan, Brandon Bean went out and said, I'll take a Von Miller. <laughs> like, well, I, where'd that come I, from? What a my household, <laughs> in my household, if I win a big bet, Renee doesn't need to know exactly how big the bet was. <laughs> It's or like, when oh, you lose a big bet. Correct. correct. No, I'm looking plus side, Mike. I'm talking about like, I want a big bet. And it's like, well, how much was it? It's like, well, we can go out to dinner today. And it's like, when in reality, it's like, we probably could have gone on a trip. Like, But we'll just go out to dinner and I'll keep the rest. 
but one thing I wanted to, to, to bring up before we switch gears a little bit is, Jenny, you always make the point. I think it's so great about people in the locker room see where the money gets spent. Yeah, yeah they do. And that's what I always said about Trey White was that, like, he deserved it. Why are you, you know, like, you've mm-hmm. got to pay him while you're paying other guys. Um, I look at what Bean has signed. And it also is kind of glaring. And as I said, before Trey White's deal became a, a real issue, before Josh Allen's contract expired, before Diggs's, they all got him done. Even Taron Johnson, even Deion Dawkins. Mm-hmm. Some of these deals have gotten done and players have gotten paid that they have brought in, especially drafted. Uh, or in the sense of Micah Hyde is another guy I wrote down. They got deals done. And you see that, like Jenna says, you see where the money goes. Doesn't this just scream... That Tremaine's not coming back? I could not agree more. Doesn't this just scream that, like, the way that everybody else's deal has gotten done before the crunch deadline, like, before it was getting it settled, they've gotten something done. Yeah. And it just really seems like if you're Tremaine Edmonds, you're seeing Dion got paid, Trey White got paid, Taron Johnson got paid, Steph got paid, Josh got paid, and you're sitting there like, so... What what are we doing here, guys? And I think that brings up, Mike, your point of, while some people think the salary cap on this podcast is a fraud, <coughs> Vates, yep. but at the same point, it can be a really nice excuse. It can be something that you can <laughs> pin things on, say, you know what, we just don't have it. Again, you can find that money when it's the right player, but the fact where we're at, you know, Tremaine's entering his the fifth year, final year. He's going to be a free agent next year, and there hasn't seemed to be seemed to be any real movement on that. I think that really goes to show that maybe the Bills are like, let's see what he has this year, and then yeah. we'll go from there. And I think I, they're willing to roll the dice and say, hey, if he has a standout breakout season, we're going to have to pay him more, but let's see what he can actually do. And I think right. yeah. that is something that – I know there's he's such a polarizing figure, I feel like, on the Bills. But when you look and when you do follow the money, you see all that intent, and then you look over and see a young Tremaine Edmonds. I think you're right. I think you're both right on this. And there's a few factors that go into play with Tremaine Edmonds. Yes, he was a high draft pick. Jenna, we were there with him. He and Josh drafted together, standing in that little hallway when they first started talking to each other. It was cool. These six foot five guys, you expect them to be that way. I think Tremaine is a good football player, Mm -hmm. but he's a frustrating football player because we haven't seen that next level. And, you know, I like Dan likes to make the golf analogies. I'll make the basketball analogies. And I'm not talking about the the holding out part, but he's a Ben Simmons to me. He is a very talented guy who does some things really well, but just hasn't advanced in other parts. And you're frustrated because you see the physical ability. Mm -hmm. But what works against him is his position is not one that teams like to give that big money contract to. That next one, few guys get it, but not as many. And I think it would be very easy for them, very easy, simple for them to say, we move on. He will get paid by someone. Yes. He is, yeah. to make our joke again, a young guy. And he'll be a young guy with five years experience, still only what, 17 years old when he's done <laughs> after this season. And so someone's going to sign him and that will go to a compensatory formula depending on where the bills are with all the deals they make but i think it will and i think they will move on and then the question is 
Okay, now now I might as well get to my point about the position groups. It's hard to draft a linebacker now. Say you drafted one in the first round or yep. the second round and turn around and go, now I, where's he playing? I mean, most of the time they got two linebackers on the field. So yep. unless you were planning on making a deal now, that's hard to do. But it's also the kind of position, to be quite honest with you, that I think you could make a relatively high draft pick next year and that guy could get plugged right in and play. And right next to Matt Milano and the rest of this defense. So I think, yep. yes, the signs point to it. It doesn't mean he's a failed draft pick. No. It's no. Going to, it's one of those rare ones where I think the guy is a good player and fit. And if he was a third-round pick, you'd be pretty happy with him. Yeah. But he's not. He's a first-round pick. And to pay him like that, I just, I'm with you. I don't think it's going to happen. I always think about Brandon Bean talking about you set your expectations for where a guy has been drafted and the bills obviously picked him in the first round. And those, those expectations are on par with that. And I think he, he is a nice player. He is incredibly athletic, but it's really interesting. We were talking about the draft and other players. So I actually went back and looked up Tremaine's draft profile and, you know, the top of the board in terms of his strength, unique size, long limbs, rangy frame. And then you go down to his weaknesses, <clears throat> excuse me, Instincts are average, relies on athletic gifts, can be a step slow to misdiagnose, <laughs> lured by misdirection. And you kind of look at that and you're like, wow, that is the same things that we are kind of seeing and looking at when he's been in the league now. This is going to be he's entering yeah. this season. And yeah, and on top of that, it's always funny when you go through Josh's. <laughs> right, that's what I was just going to say. And, go he's, ahead. and he's improved all of them in the yeah. four years. And yeah. Tremaine is the same guy that came out of college again, a first round pick. Um, I think in the best, I think in a weird way, not a weird way, that Brandon Bean wants Tremaine Edmonds to have just a all pro season, yeah. lead this defense, be that guy that they always thought it could be, and then just sit there and be like, hands are tied. Like there's just something, you know, there's just, it's just out of our hands. We'd love to have him, but, you know, we just know, like, kind of like a Harrison Phillips. Again, another guy that different circumstance coming off and you know he had an injury in the middle of his his uh, rookie contract but again another guy that I think they would have wanted to keep Harrison they would have gotten a deal done at some point and, yeah. and that's that's just how like I said we're I'm just looking at the track record of deals have gotten done really the only one that was surprising was Milano and that was covid yeah. salary cap very odd year um in that respects but a lot of times you know, I know, I know Bean didn't draft Shaq Lawson, but just the sense of, hey, if we don't get a deal done by the time, you know, we start, it, the, the clock's getting close to midnight, we're just not doing it. And that, yeah. that kind of says all that we think. I also think about when Milano got his extension, Mike, you talking about how they usually only pay one of those guys. And that was obviously a couple of years ago. I mean, that was yeah. the 2020 going into the offseason there. So that to me like it was entering the 2020 season. We just come off of the 2019 yeah. season. Right. But still like that to me is like, I mean, that was a couple well, of years ago. And you're right. And they have the ability. Yeah. Based on that fifth year option, they had the ability to let this string out. And to Dan's point, even if he has that year, like you're saying, it's hard to pay that linebacker big, big 100%. money in that second deal, which is where yeah. I go back and say, it's why you see teams, and this is the part, I, I don't know if Brandon Bean had it to do over again, not specific to Tremaine Edmonds, but to the position. Are you drafting a linebacker there? Because it is, that. in a lot of cases, about the second contract. And you're saying, 
It's a lot to invest there. That guy's got to yeah. be a star. <laughs> maybe to invest. Maybe a defensive end. <laughs> well, again, but the positions, you know, yeah. offensive line, you know, usually at yeah. the corners, but now it's been some guards, but definitely pass rushers or D linemen, yeah. corners, quarterbacks. That's usually where it is. Now we've gotten a lot of wide receivers of late. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of that, it's usually where you draft. So, yeah, you're right, Dan. At some point, you got to move on from somebody or make priorities on somebody. And I think he is going to be the odd guy out. I just like that Bean doesn't usually get backed into corners with deadlines of contracts. Yeah. That's what that's what I like. Like Bean gets deals done when they make logical sense. When he got the Josh Allen deal done. Yeah. When he got when he got the I mean, the Josh Allen deal still looks great. The uh Trey White deal, he was the highest paid guy for like a week. Yeah. Uh, uh, until Ramsey reset that one. This Diggs deal looks pretty comparable, especially with who's going to come up next and get a massive contract with, with what's going on. So I like said, but this is what well-run teams yep. do. It's just something new. I think to Bill's fans were like, I can't believe they got this deal done. Whereas I was sitting here going, and I think we all thought you're absolutely going to get the deal done. It's just a matter of when, of when, Yep. Yeah. All right. So we talk about the draft. We touched on it a little bit. The Bills sit at 25th overall in terms of the first round. Mike, do you think they move up? Do you think they move back? Do you think they stay put? Do you think Diggs has anything to do with this? Like, how do you evaluate things now? Okay. Can I say this at the beginning is my um, scalding hot take mm -hmm. involves a move up, but I want to save it. Ooh. How's that? Okay. I do think there's a scenario that they move up. Okay. And I'm not even going to give you the position that they're going wow. to move up for. Um, but yeah, I would say the chances of moving up are better than moving back. Hmm. I think there's going to be teams. There's a lot of value. Um, everybody that I've been reading, you know, that have been following this right from the beginning is saying it's not a super great value at the top of the draft, but the mid part of the draft, there's value there. And I think there's going to be opportunities Maybe even to take a guy a little earlier than you wanted, but because you're not moving up for a quarterback, you know that that changes the value of the trade. Teams might be willing to move back to get out of that spot, and a team mm -hmm. like the Bills, in the position they're in, might say, "All right, we'll we'll move up and take that guy ninth or whatever the number is, but we're not going to have to give up as much because there isn't as great a value." If that makes sense, like the the mm -hmm. picks aren't as valuable because they're not going to be that many quarterbacks taken. So Correct. I do think yeah. there's a scenario there that could be wide receiver. I guess it could be corner. I mean, those would be the positions that a lot of things, but I got another one and I'll, I'll save that. Oh, wow. For the super hot what take. tease. There you okay. go. Dan. I've been team wide receiver since I was up at the combine and just, I mean, in general, and, and like I said, and you also look at it and it's so funny. I, I we did this, Last offseason when they re-signed Daryl Williams and John Feliciano, and they said, look at all these guys that are under contract. Like the Bills are going to have their offensive line for the same for the next five years. And it's like it never works out that way. And it's pretty much going to be a whole bunch. Like I said, I, I tweeted out the graphic at one point, the starting five linemen from the first well, from week one of, of this year mm -hmm. compared to what it's going to be coming in. And there's going to be three guys that are totally new. Um, so you talk about things changing but they don't have a ton of wide receivers that are under contract 
for future years, obviously now besides Diggs and Gabe Davis, there's a lot of guys that just like one or two years. It's yeah. you have, you know, the, the Jake Kumaros, the Isaiah Hodgins, like McKenzie's like, like, like it's yeah. not a super deep, you know, position. And right. all of a sudden I, I, you know, Jamison Crowder, it's like, yeah, these guys are placeholders. These are bookmarks that, that you're going to move on from. So again, I, and the, I, the two guys that I've been up in love with from the beginning is Jamison Williams out yeah. of Alabama, just because the sense of he's coming off the ACL injury, he looks good already. Mm-hmm. Um, we also don't need to throw him too much to the you know to the wolves right away or the deep end of the pool. You can give him a little bit of time to to adjust and acclimate. And I, I just think of having a guy like that on the outside with a guy like Stephon Diggs and going like, good luck trying to stop him. Like I, th- that's, that's where I'm at. The other one too, is again, I, I, you're trying to figure out, there are so many teams, Mike and I were talking about it the other day in the sports office. Like there are a lot of teams that need wide receivers yeah. and there's going to be a run on them. And I think when that starts to happen, I think you'll start to see whether it's Bean or other teams start to be like, okay, I like three wide receivers. And all of a sudden one of them goes, and then all of a sudden they're making calls to be like, Hey, well, we, we can't miss out on all of them. Like we got, we, there might be that, that rush um, is, Traylon Burks out of Arkansas didn't run extremely well, but he's football fast. Uh, nobody really caught him. He ran away from a lot of SEC cornerbacks. Uh, big guy, 6'3", like 210. They, they, they kind of call him like the Debo Samuel. Like, well, everybody wants a Debo Samuel, but that's yeah. why Debo's Debo. But I, I just think those guys kind of fit into a lot of uh, what the Bills could do. So I'm, I'm team wide receiver. I think this year is so unique just because it doesn't seem like the quarterbacks will be as hot of a commodity. And we know how much that can kind of free up spaces for teams that don't need a quarterback. You know, those other skill position guys continue to fall because quarterbacks aren't being taken. That being said, I, I guess I, I, I don't expect them to move back. I do expect them to stay put, but I think like what Dan was talking about, there's, there's more value early on and then kind of where the bills are. There's not as much in terms of the positions you're looking at, whether it be corner or receiver or things like that. So I could see an actual scenario where the bills do move up. I, I don't think that's out of the question, but I think what just would make it interesting is the team they would trade with to get that, what it would take to get the job done. And I feel like if they were to move up, it would have to be a corner or a receiver that they would take. It, I feel like those are the two positions that have really been a key for the, this offseason and what they do. Um, but that is something I don't I don't see a scenario where they move back. But I mean, obviously, we know Brandon Bean has moved back before with Trey yeah. White, and there's examples of that. So I don't know. They I feel could, like because yes. we don't expect it, that could also be a thing too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at it and say, Dan's making a good point. You both did saying if there's a guy there and he's got the ammunition, he's not afraid. We've seen it. He's not afraid to make that move up uh, in terms of trading back. You know, that's when you sit there and you go, okay, we're at 25. We got 12 guys that we like about equally. And maybe you start drafting a little differently. Maybe it is an interior offensive lineman that, you think you got a couple of them that haven't gone off the board and you'll move into the second round and take those. And somebody wants to, you know, somebody who didn't take a quarterback, you know, Kenny Pickett slides. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know if he will, but somebody yeah. goes, we're going to take a shot at him there. I mean, those kind of things can happen, but um, at least I would say for bills fans, you can rest pretty well knowing that beans, we know he sticks to his board. At least yeah. he tries, man, what happens though? What happens if he gets to that point and the number one player on his board is a pass rushing defensive end? 
Gotta take them. You, you gotta, gotta trust take, the board, yeah, Mike. Say, you, you, you have to listen to the board. You set your board, you Mike. Do you board. not know that you're supposed to set your board and then you just listen to it? Yeah. It would be funny. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see if that ends up happening. All right. What's your what's your take, Mike? Okay. What's your hot take? There's a player in this draft that has been talked about as the best player in the draft and has now, some people say, sliding because of some measurables. I got him. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton in Notre Dame. Oh, nope. Not who you had. Not who I had. I think he's got Buffalo Bills written all over him. I would see all the report. When I started seeing reports, top five, top six, and then he runs, and he runs a little slower than people thought, which might scare some teams away that are sitting there going, he's got to come right in and play as our number one guy. The Bills are in a unique spot. They have had phenomenal safety play. Those Both those guys are great culture, team, all those things you talked about. But they're both on the other side of 30, and at some point, you're going to do something. That guy is a mega talent, multiple positional guy, can play, you know, again, I don't think either one of the Bills' safeties is considered a burner. I mean, they're no. both great athletes, but they're not burners. Like, they're just smart, tough, all those things you want. I think if you see that guy slide somewhere into double digits – He's the type of player that Brandon Bean would make a move up and go get, and he could end up on the Bills. Now, there's other teams that maybe would be thinking the same way, but I think he is their type. I think he fits in as that type of guy. And at some point, nobody wants to hear it, but at some point you're moving on from one of these guys. Yeah. It just yep. will happen. And it could be Jordan Poyer. He's been great. He's got one year left on his deal. At some point, Jordan Poyer needs to get paid again too, right? If he wants another, mm -hmm. you know, another deal, and he's played great. But how many guys can you sign into their thirties? Two at the same position. So, how about that one? How about you make a mega deal? Not mega deal. Some draft capital certainly to move up, and you go get the safety out of Notre Dame if he slides. My head would explode. <laughs> My head would explode because. <clears throat> You're so right, and I was, I, and I thought about every once in a while. You you have to make those franchise altering moves where you move on from a player, right? That's what Bill Belichick is so great at. You know, you move on from them before they 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 they've already turned to the you know the the back half of their career. But Mike, they just both had all pro seasons at safety. Yeah, I'm I'm talking about for the next. Right. Five, six, seven years, and you draft them now. But so you would. But my thought is, my thought is, what? What would he do this year? You don't think you could get him on the field? Where? You play. Think about the way they play defensively. First of all, honestly, there are times you bring them up into the box and let them play. There are times you can keep him in the slot. I mean, I know you have Taron Johnson. Yeah, I'm just saying paid. is, do you want to get a player like that on your roster? And if he starts to slide, I think he's the kind of guy they make a move for. And the difference is, do you draft him now and have him ready? 
and playing this year on the field this year. I mean, look, they get Jaquan Johnson on the field. They get third safeties on the field. And I know it's hard to say that and go, oh, my God. You know, they used, I mean, a second-round pick. But, I mean, they used two second-round picks on rotational guys on the D-line. And here I am making this point about some positions you get more guys on the field. (laughs) I just think that kind of talent, when you have two safeties in their 30s, and I know right now I can I can already read the comments of people going. They're not going to be ripping on me this podcast. They're going to sign a Poyer and Hyde for the next 10 years. That's not the real NFL. It's just not. And so you're going to need a guy in this defense, which is, again, very safety focused. Like it yes. works for them. They need that guy. There's my super scalding hot take for the draft. I mean, you need to draft though before it's a position of need like Brandon Bean has made that abundantly clear that that's his strategy and that's what he likes to do so but Bill's fans hey he could go third in the draft like he's that he's that right and Mike then that take isn't wrong like I like the way that you frame your I love the way you frame this hot take like this is a pro move from a pontificator and you can be like well, they never got the chance to trade. No, up. no, if he I said right away. If he slides, you <laughs> can't be trading yeah. from twenty-five yeah. to three. You're not no. doing that. But you could be trading from twenty-five to thirteen. You could do it. So my my thing, especially in the first round, I just want a guy that can make an impact this season because of how close we think they are to a super. Like they they have the odds. They're the they're the odds to go to the Super Bowl. Greg but. Rousseau. What about him? What about him? He started. Draft him. Yeah. I'm saying is they have other defensive ends, but you draft him, you get him on the field. They would get him on the field. Plus the fact that, do you you know, again, when you're making this run to the Super Bowl, you've got these guys on the field for basically every play, every game. I think that's – I'm just – Again, I, I'm I like saying it. The guy well, starts I'm to just slide. saying. <laughs> and then in terms of, again, depending on what you have to give up, but in terms of wide receivers, um, there are a lot in this draft. And that Williams kid from Alabama is is Tyreek Hill fast. Yeah. And, Comically fast. Can't yeah, teach so, speed. He's got speed you can't teach. Right. So do you make him? Yeah, but I think other teams are going to be making a move for him too. So. Uh, it's a position that the Bills value more than a lot of other teams. That's so there fair. you go. Scalding hot take. Daniel? My my thing on the corners is, is tricky too because I think that there's a bigger drop-off than what other people are saying, and I haven't studied all of the the Boots and the the Elams and, and, and all those guys. To me, it's, it's, it's Derek Stingley, it's Sauce Gardner, and then there's a drop-off. So if, if they move up, if they want to get Sauce Gardner, uh, you know, and he – if he's there at, like Mike said, like that would be a move that I could see because I think that guy makes an immediate impact. Um, I think some of these other guys, you're kind of holding their hand um, along and in, in easing them into you know being a starter, which is, I think, a lot. I still think the Bills, uh, Patrick, they were in on Patrick Peterson, according to multiple reports. I think yeah. uh, the, the, the source that I have says that the Bills are interested in Stephon Gilmore. They are in conversations, but they are nowhere near the leader of, of landing him. Um, so, so take that for what it is. It, it goes to show you that, like we've all thought and like we all hoped, the Bills are kicking every tire that they can on any veteran corner. 
Just real quick before you get to your hot take, I want to maybe Gilmore's waiting to see what the national TV schedule is for the Bills. It's very true. Before he makes a decision on coming okay. to Buffalo, right? That's very I mean, true. You know, yeah. can't get that direct TV contract for the fam. So speaking of TV, real quick, the Bills are absolutely opening in LA, right? Should be. The Von Miller thing Von Miller, off, right? Like yeah. Von Miller was the cherry on top of, of that. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. And the overtime rules changed because of that Bills game, Bills Chiefs game. Um, we'll get that's another. We've got plenty of offseason to discuss what happened okay. in the sports office. Let let's see. Where's the where's the super hot take? I didn't have one. I know. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> You're the king of the hot takes. Where is it? Uh I Jenna. I that's I'm honestly. No, so Mike's funny. hot take burned mine to pieces. I'm <laughs> not gonna lie, that's very fair. Yeah, that that threw us all off. I I'm I'm taking a week off from the hot take after the comment section roasted me so bad. Uh, I'm just gonna. When did they roast you? Uh, somebody said that I didn't. I I knew football like a 13 year old that played Madden. That that was that was one of them. To, to that, I said, thanks for listening. And they responded, I'm as sarcastic as you. You're welcome. <laughs> Which I thought was awesome. Oh, that was good. That was great. Good. Thanks for listening. Like, seriously, like, comment, subscribe. Tons of comments. We go through the comments. We try and respond yeah. to more of them, but love the comments. They are awesome. Yeah. There's always a comment about me as well, but I I need to, like, get tape for my eyes. People always make comments. <laughs> I don't do anything fun before this podcast, yeah. folks. And just remember, I go into work. <laughs> the plants behind Jenna are fake. Yeah, so. they're fake. <laughs> Feeling green in my apartment. Um, uh, Jenna, come on, your turn. Okay, well, I meant I was thinking more so like this season. Yeah, like go ahead. Like that. So my thing was, if you look at Gabriel Davis's stats, he have like in the regular season, he had about. 500 less than 600 yards in each of the two years I had him as a thousand yard receiver that was something that I could see I feel like that's a jump for him in terms of what he could do in the regular season but I think he's going to be taking that step up and then I had this as this is the final year that Tremaine Edmonds is on the Bills roster okay and so I, I'm I, the hot taker you're, you're the scalding hot take for today well, well, here's my hot take that isn't a hot take Bills fans will miss Brian Dable more than they want to realize. There's 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 one for you. I think that's fair, actually. And I was talking to some people at the Combine in Indy that know people inside the league that were giving a lot of credit to Ken Dorsey and for what he was doing. And the one thing that did stand out to me was that Sean McDermott talked about, we asked, the, what is in your system of an offense? How does the quarterback coach relate in their relationships with the quarterbacks and in the position coaches pretty much. And it's kind of what you expected. And the fact that like Brian Dable would do general meetings and then he's kind of big picture. And then it's down to the, the coaches, the individual yeah. position coaches to work every single day. And that's what he said. He's like, Ken Dorsey was every single day with Josh. Like he is the guy. And so if, if you think that Josh Allen made that a lot of progression, I can imagine a lot of people thinking that Ken Dorsey deserves a lot of that credit. Yeah. I think Brian Dable deserves more. But yeah, well, and it, it'll be interesting to see Dable operate this year. The one thing he's got yeah. for him is he can make a decision on Daniel Jones and that can happen relatively fast. And the Giants 
will have some draft capital next year too, I think, to to make a move. And maybe they even make another move now. Yeah. You know, like the Eagles did. By the way, you want to make a deal, make one with the Saints. Seriously. Yeah. Oh my I mean, God. Eagles may not get it right, but seriously, they give up a one, two, and a three for a mid-range one in this draft. So I had to read that tweet like six times, though. I was like, yeah, but in terms of that, because next year, again, that's a quarterback draft. But I will say, Dable, as much as we love him, is going to be looking on that, you know, roster and looking on that field and yeah, not seeing 17. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is changing for him, too. I got another hot take. They just come out of me now. Now that I okay. think about yeah, it, yeah, I was gonna say, gates are open. The, the Bills will draft a running back that will take snaps away from Devin Singletary. Oh, I was oh. going to Okay, I like it. I yeah, like it. A dynamic back, right? Yep. Second I, I round? That, it what could be think? second round. It, I, I think it's we, – we talked about last year that they were in on ETN as a – and it's funny because um, as I spin myself into believing that, I hate running backs. We all know that and my take on that. But if I call them a playmaker – and they just line up in the backfield. That's good. I can I can twist my mind into being like, hey, they can take a playmaker in the second round. And like he just happens to have a number in the 20s and he just <laughs> happens to get a lot of carries, but yeah. he also catches the ball a lot. Dan, so does it factor into your equation that Zach Moss will come back in the greatest shape of his life? Oh wow. he will come back in the greatest shape of his life. That that is true. I, I didn't factor that in. We're waiting but, on those Instagram posts. But on the plus side. We won't have to hear at all about Christian Wade or Antonio uh, Williams this the, upcoming training camp. Bills fans Christian were very Wade, sad. I was just say, but we said at the beginning he knew he was never yeah, going to play. Yeah, but that was, was never, a cheap. That was a cheap we'll always, shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, if he was twenty-two, it might have been a different yes. story that he could have done. I mean, he was—he's yeah. you know—he's not. He can go it's back and play legend. great rugby. He's a preseason legend. No, yeah. I mean. I mean, Bills fans are in love with him, but yes, his yeah. time is his time. So, yeah, is I think I, I think again, I think they were in on Travis Etienne last year. That goes to show you that they've wanted to improve the running back position. They've tried to do it through some some uh, some free agents, and yeah. I, I think they get a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah. and that What's means your, the, who was your combine guy that you talked Ma about? Max Borgie. That's the guy. Oh yeah, you liked him. Now he's he's. As Later much as round. I want to talk, yeah, as much as I want to talk myself into being smart and thinking that he's a day two guy, he's probably a day three guy. It's all right. Um, but saying. that's but I think that they'll we talk about guys that haven't gotten deals done yet. Um, you know, if they haven't locked you up for an, uh, your second contract, what is that saying? I don't want them to have in Singletary. And as of right now, Zach Moss hasn't earned a second contract. Um yeah idea there so gotta earn a roster spot first yeah yes yeah. so i think that i think that they, they'll look to add a running back in this draft that we will be previewing at training camp saying i'm just want to help the team as much as i can yeah. and i'm just here to compete and do whatever the team needs a i'm playmaker. a playmaker he's a playmaker yeah <laughs> i'm gonna refer to it as the playmaking game now not the run game yes. and we'll, we will have great conversations i'll smile i'll be i'll be thrilled <laughs> All right. We're gonna... Maybe they can give him one of those numbers that hides the fact that he's a running back. So if he did single digits, I'd be okay with it, single right? Single digits, like a, a one. Ooh. One would be fast. Yeah. You're fast. <laughs> Makes you faster. <laughs> yeah. One is fast. No, By ten. the way, speaking he, of numbers. Ten. Yeah, because Mitchell had 10, right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of numbers. Yeah. 40, Von Miller? 
I know he ran, wore that with the Rams. But... So he wore it at A and M. I think uh, that was okay. his that was yeah. his college number, and then yeah. he was fifty eight with, with yeah. Denver. Yeah. Forty yeah. seems like the running back that's not going to make the roster. What? Uh, yeah, it seems like the fullback that plays exclusively on special teams. <laughs> that, that, that's he stands next to Reed on the bench for most of the game. Number forty. Shout out Reed. I'm so glad I got Ferguson into the pod. Wow, look at that. All right, all right. Um, well, we thank you all so much for listening. Good pod. Good pod. We had fun. All right. Uh, and some some breaking news of the day as well. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. And I know we talked about it, but we really do go through the comments. So we appreciate the thoughts, some of them more than others, but we always are glad to have the feedback. Uh, thank you so much for watching. We'll have plenty more. Again, just subscribe. We'll keep all the content coming. For Mike and Dan, I'm Jenna. We'll catch you next time on the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.